Welcome to the November 29th, 2009 edition of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick Moyer, and today starts the very first episode of The Scrooge Diaries. Yes, today I'm going to be talking about my fun trip to the Striper concert in Seattle, our power outages and all sorts of other fun. We'll be talking about being grumpy during the holidays and how we can avoid that. And of course, we're going to start the very first in the audio drama, A Christmas Carol, starring people from all over the world. It's going to be really fun. Called The Scrooge Diaries this week. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Okay, I bet you've been dying to know what's going on at my house, huh? Well, it's time to find out what's happening at Rick's house. I'll take him with you. tiny club on the Seattle waterfront called El Corazon and there's like 500 of us in this tiny little club and Striper plays and they were phenomenal they were absolutely the loudest thing I've ever heard in fact I still can't hear out of my right ear (laughs) that probably wasn't good huh Well, anyway, it was really fun. Got to meet the band and talk with them, and I just had a great time. My friend Buddy and I had just an awesome time enjoying the concert. And, of course, my favorite song of the whole evening was their classic song, You Know Which One. Yeah, they were pretty much way better than when I remember them before. Um, obviously, they've been playing for a while, and this is their 25th anniversary tour. And uh, I felt kind of bad for them because, you know, when they were at their heyday, they had gold records, and, you know, um, they were on tours with three tour buses and trailers and all this stuff. This had only one um, bus this time and a little trailer. And they were playing in little clubs. But uh, anyway, it was really cool to see them. What was most fun, though, was. Um, Buddy and I got tickets to go see them before for the sound check and then just kind of sit and talk with them a little bit. And that was really cool. You know, sometimes you don't know about people that are popular and, and famous if they're going to be nice or not. But these guys were all really, really genuine, really nice guys. I I was just blown away. Uh, Timothy Gaines, the guy that plays the bass, very humble, very nice man. All of them were great. Oz Fox, so much energy and such a nice guy. And uh, Robert... The drummer, Robert Sweet, was a really nice guy. He, uh, My friend got his picture taken with him, and it was cool. We had a good talk with him. And they signed our old To Hell With The Devil albums. You know, <laughs> it's pretty fun. And then, of course, Michael Sweet, the guy that sings, nice, nice guy. And just enjoyed shaking their hands and telling them thanks for all the great songs over the years. We really, both Buddy and I, really enjoyed their music. Uh, got a lot of friends that enjoy their stuff. But uh, they were really pioneers in the Christian music field because... They came out and uh, 
rocked hard and didn't care what all the the religious people were saying about them. They just did what they were supposed to do and spread the message of love. And, and it was really cool. I mean, what they've done is, is a very cool thing. And we enjoyed the whole concert. Uh, but I should have taken earplugs. I'm getting old, and I think my right ear suffered a little damage here. So actually, I'm starting to hear a lot better today. It was just a few days of, oh, my goodness, what have I done to myself? Um, but the other part about the club was interesting. Um, we show up, and we're standing in line. I look up, and the, it says El Corazon, and it's got this heart on the on the thing with the devil holding the heart. You go inside, and there's all these demons on the wall. <laughs> it was like, wow, this is an interesting place. Kind of interesting, let's put it that way. But uh, it was a tiny little club, and the, the other bands that performed were really quite good. The first one was called uh, Manic Drive. If you've never heard of Manic Drive, look them up on iTunes and check them out. They got some really great music. I was totally impressed. The second band that played was uh, called Flight Pattern, and it was Michael Sweet Jr., his band. And they weren't the greatest. I mean, they weren't weren't horrible, but they weren't the greatest either. So we were just there to see Striper anyway. But uh, they didn't have any seats in the place, so you had to stand up the entire time on this, on this hard floor. So, boy, I'll tell you what, by the end, I was just cramping up. My feet still hurt, and it's days later, so... Go figure. I guess when you get old, you can still rock, but you, maybe you need a chair or go to a theater, huh? Anyway, I'd go see Striper again. They were that good. So anyway, that's kind of what's been going on at my house. That and all the power. We've been having all these storms. And uh, right in the middle of all my recordings, because that's what I do most of the days, record and do different things for the podcast and, and other podcasts. And and uh, right in the middle of doing the Christmas Carol audio drama here, uh, had the power go out and lost a couple parts and had to go back and redo them and just been kind of interesting. But I sure appreciate our our po- people that work on the power lines. They are some brave men and women, I'll tell you. Uh, out in the wind and the rain and the storms, putting our power back together. Sure appreciate them. And if any of them are listening, thanks. You need to pat the back of the linemen in your town and say thank you for keeping my power on. It's good to have power. Boy, it's sure dark and cold without it but i'm glad that we're all okay i'm so excited about today's program and i I just want to get to it so we're gonna uh, got a quick words of wisdom and then i'm gonna come back and talk real quickly about um our attitude during the holidays it's an interesting subject and we're gonna get right into the scrooge diaries we're gonna hear from ebenezer himself and then uh he's gonna be telling a little story that uh, will take us right in to the Christmas Carol audio drama starring many of the listeners of the podcast. And uh, you might really enjoy this. I hope you do. And uh, towards the end, we're going to release the whole thing um, on a uh, one download so you can uh, share it with your family and friends. It should be a great time. Okay, let's, uh, let's have some words of wisdom. Today we're going to start in the book of Luke, chapter 1. And we're going to talk about the Christmas story, maybe part that you haven't heard before. This is from the Message Bible, Luke, chapter 1. So many others have tried their hand at putting together a story of a wonderful harvest of scripture and history that took place among us, using reports handed down by the original eyewitnesses who served this world with their very lives. Since I have investigated all the reports in close detail, starting from the story's beginning, I decided to write it all to you, most honorable Theopolis, so you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt the reliability of what you were taught. During the rule of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest assigned service, the regiment of Abijah. His name was Zechariah. His wife was descended from the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Together they lived honorably before God, careful in keeping to the ways of the commandments and enjoying a clear conscience before God. But they were childless because Elizabeth could never conceive, and now they were quite old. And it so happened that as Zechariah was carrying out his priestly duties before God, working the shift assigned to his regiment, it came his one turn in life to enter the sanctuary of God and burn incense. The congregation was gathered and praying outside the temple at the hour of the incense offering. Unannounced, an angel of God appeared just to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was paralyzed in fear, but the angel reassured him, Don't fear, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, will bear you a son. You are to name him John. You're going to leap like a gazelle for joy. And not only you, many will delight in his birth. He'll achieve great stature with God. He'll drink neither wine nor beer. 
He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit from the moment he leaves his mother's womb. He will turn many sons and daughters of Israel back to their God. He will herald God's arrival in the style and strength of Elijah, soften the hearts of parents to children, and kindle devout understanding among hardened skeptics. He'll get the people ready for God. Zechariah said to the angel, Do you expect me to believe this? I'm old and my wife is an old woman. But the angel said, I am Gabriel, the sentinel of God, sent especially to bring you this glad news. But because you won't believe me, you'll be unable to say a word until the day of your son's birth. Every word I've spoken to you will come true on time, God's time. Meanwhile, the congregation waiting for Zechariah was getting restless, wondering what was keeping him so long in the sanctuary. When he came out and couldn't speak, they knew he had seen the vision. He continued speechless and had to use sign language with the people. When the course of his priestly assignment was completed, he went back home. It wasn't long before his wife, Elizabeth, conceived. She went off by herself for five months, relishing her pregnancy. So this is how God acts to remedy my unfortunate condition, she said. Well, that's all I'm going to leave you with. You'll have to stick, uh, tune in next week to find out what happens. Pretty cool. Uh, and a great story. And of course, you can find that in Luke chapter 1 of the Message Bible. That's your words of wisdom this week on Taking With You. I wanted to take a quick moment and just thank all of you that participated in our Thanksgiving special and listened. We had a record amount of downloads. Everybody really liked the Thanksgiving special, and I really appreciate everybody um, emailing and let me know. That's very, very cool, and downloading the program and listening to it. We do have a lot to be, a th- to be thankful about. One of the programs that really got a lot of attention was the one I did called Don't Be a Turkey a couple of episodes ago. And I got this great voicemail from my friend Kenny in California. Kenny, you're such a great guy. I want to play it for everybody. Hey, Rick. It's Kenny from California. Just finished listening to episode number 42, Don't Be Such a Turkey. Um, And just want to say how much I loved this episode. Uh, As you know, I've I've fallen a bit behind on on your podcast because life has just gotten really crazy. But I've been slowly catching up. And I jumped to this one because it just seemed, I just liked the title of it. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. You and Amy, there's something about Amy's voice that's very soothing and, and very calming. And I just love listening to you guys interact. It's fun and uh, very enjoyable. And I just like the whole topic of, you know, being kind in a cruel world. And I say that a lot. Uh, you know, we do live in a cruel world, and it's so nice to actually. Uh, no nice people, and um, like Amy, I you know I consider myself a nice guy, and I get taken advantage of quite a bit. Not not that I'm getting older. I think I'm wising up a little bit, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, but I'm not as naive as I used to be, where I would let people walk all over me. But I do the same thing of you know making excuses for people and why they're acting the way they are, uh, stuff like that. Um, but I just it. The whole topic just really hit home with me, and I just wanted to call and tell you how much I appreciate you too. And I hope Amy, I know she's busy uh, working, but I hope she can do uh, more podcasts with you um, because you guys make a great duo. So uh, keep up the great job, and uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for your very kind comments, Kenny. Yes, Amy is very uh, soothing and She's just she's one of the most mellow people I know and I so appreciate her. She can uh she can diffuse situations pretty quick and she's so calm and I appreciate that about her because I'm so opposite of that. So <laughs> yeah, that's very very cool. It is it is interesting how people that are good-natured and love other people can get taken advantage of a lot. But you know, if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't heard any of those um, I've done a, a several programs, I think, on how to treat people and stuff like that and what God says about it. And I think they're good shows to go back and listen to and really take a look at our attitude. In fact, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today before we get into the uh, Scrooge Diaries. Uh, because, of course, today we're going to see a very grumpy man who had some pretty rough stuff happen in his life. And we'll find out why Scrooge is kind of like he is. It'll be very, well, I've used this word a lot in this podcast today, interesting. To say the least. But, Kenny, thank you for your comments. You know, we love getting 
comments, and we'd love to get your comments. Uh, we have a, a new vo uh, Google voicemail that you can call in and leave your comments, and we'd love to f have that. It, all it takes is just, just a call, 206-414-THWY uh, for taking with you, which is 8499. So it's 206-414-8499. You can always go to com slash voicemail and you can enter your number in and Google will call you and then you can leave your message and we'll get it and we'll play it on the on the program. I'd love to get some more audio comments. I really appreciate that. Maybe talk about Christmas memories or or what's going on in your life or what you think about the program or whatever you want to talk about. Just send it in a comment and if it's appropriate I certainly will play it on the program. I would love to get more listener feedback. That's very, very um appreciated by Amy and I. We love to hear what you think, and if you're getting anything out of this or not. You know, um, I do this full-time. My wife works um, doing some data entry stuff, and we basically took a big risk here. Uh, well, going to be a year coming up in a, in a month or so, uh, and have gone into podcasting full-time and doing music and different things. And uh, so far, it's been kind of a struggle. You know, we're not, the money's coming in, we are paying the bills, but it isn't as easy as we thought it would be, and and we could really use some help. So would you pray for us, please? And also, if you get a chance, if everybody listened to the program, that, that listens to the program, would send 20 or 30 bucks in a month, we could keep the program coming to you and pay all our bills and be fine. Um, as I've said before, and this is totally the truth, we are not here to get rich. Um our goal in life is to encourage other people, and that's what we're trying to do by being creative, by presenting something that you could share with your friends, a message of hope. I'm not here to rank on other religions or anything like that. I simply share my faith and how I'm living, and I try to do it in a relevant way that will encourage you and, and lift you up in life, because I think life is so negative, and we need positive stuff happening in our lives. And the most positive thing that has have ever happened to me is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's what I share, and that's what we do. My wife and I love to encourage people and love people, and that's what that's what we do. So if you can help out, that would be great. Just head on over to the website, takehimwithyou.com, click on Donate, or or get our newsletter that we send out every week, and um, you know, click on the little PayPal thing and send us a few bucks, and we'll just keep bringing good stuff to you. And we're hoping that everybody really enjoys the upcoming uh, Christmas Carol drama that starts here in a few moments. I think we'll really, you will really enjoy it, and you'll be able to play it for all your friends, and it's going to be really fun. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But send your comments into the voicemail, or if you have MP3 capabilities on your computer, just email them to rick at takehimwithyou.com, or just email us and tell us what you think. rick at takehimwithyou.com. Well, it's time for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. I don't know how you celebrate the holidays, but uh, we, growing up, we had all sorts of family and friends that we would spend a lot of time with. We'd go to lots of parties and different things and Christmas parties and stuff. And uh, I, I remember people celebrated so many different ways. And you know, when you're young, or when I was young, I, Christmas was really happy-go-lucky, and it was kind of a fun time. You know, it was exciting to get presents and have all that special holiday food. And you know, and and I noticed that there was more drinking that would go on during the season. You know, and my grandpa would make those hot buttered rums, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, as as I grew older, I found that holidays can not only be a wonderful time, but they can also be a very sad and lonely time. And everybody celebrates the holidays in different ways because they bring back so many memories of when we were around family. And so if your family was really cool, it brings back great memories. If your family wasn't very cool, it brings back bad memories. There, There's all sorts of stuff that goes into holidays. And it's one of the times of year that a lot of people, I know this sounds bad, but suicide rates go up and there's lots of depression that happens during the holidays. And as a result of all the pressure to buy gifts and do things the materialistic way and so on and so forth and relationships and all that jazz, stress goes to the max during the holidays and a lot of people get grumpy. Now this is what I found. I found that the more stress in my life, the more grumpy I become. 
And by grumpy, I mean I'm just short-tempered. I, I just don't have a, a, the same amount of patience as I usually do. And, I, and I've noticed in my own life that the more things that, are, that I feel are out of my control, the more grumpy I get. And you know what I found? I found uh, through counseling, through reading the Bible, through my relationship with God, I found that the reason a lot of times I get really grumpy is because I can't control my surroundings. Now that sounds simple, but I want you to think for a moment, when you get really uptight is when you really can't, you don't have a lot of control over what's happening. Maybe circumstances beyond your control are happening, or it's just the time of year and you and you don't have enough time to get everything done, so on and so forth. When we feel out of control, we start to get angry. And really, grumpiness is simply a symptom of anger. It's it's something that we're, we're either frustrated or we're mad about where we are at in life or what's going on in life, and so we lash out at other people. Unfortunately, that's what human beings do. I wish it was different. Some people can internalize it, but most of us just get grumpy. So when I'm getting grumpy, I... I one of the things that I learned from the counselor that I go to was to identify what's really going on, speak it out, and then uh, make healthy decisions on how to deal with it. Because see, we all have a choice if we deal with our grumpiness or not. And so now, if you know, okay, not all the time, but most of the time, I'll identify and say, you know what, what it, this certain thing is making me upset, and I'm angry about it because I have no control over it, and and I'm feeling helpless. Then the family will go, oh, okay, well, that's what dad's feeling like, you know, or that's what Rick or Amy will say, oh, okay, I, I realize how you feel. And then I'll say, I'm sorry that I snapped, or I'm, you know, I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have done that. Um, I can choose to communicate that, and then it seems to diffuse it. And then, you know, I can I can make some decisions on what I can do, and then just accept what I can't. <laughs> you know, I have to surrender things to God, and that's that's what I try to do. I'm not always successful, mind you, but uh, being grumpy is a choice, and we all have it. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to, I don't have anything profound other than that, and uh, hopefully during these holidays we can try to, this at least this year, let's try to be a little more um, loving and a lot less grumpy. And uh, yeah, I think that would be a good thing. Maybe maybe you can experiment with me here, and we can try to be less grumpy. <laughs> well, I want to introduce to you um, something that I've been working on for a good couple of months now. I really feel like it's important that we use media and music and all the different things at our disposal to to tell stories. I love to tell stories. And the classic and timeless story of Scrooge, uh, The Christmas Carol, is just it's just fantastic. It's a it's a story of redemption. It's a story of of a life changed by circumstances um, that were out of his control. Um, it's it's just a it's a wonderful heartwarming story. Now I took it. I played Scrooge in high school, and I remember putting on the production and being Scrooge in in high school. A few years after high school, I rewrote the play to have a more Christian emphasis on it and talk a lot more about redemption and so on. And and then years later, um, adapted that and changed it and really worked on it and then performed it several times um, at a church here in our local area and had a cast of about 60 people and we just really did it up and I wrote music to it and so on and so forth. And um, this year I thought it would be fun to take it and redo it as an audio presentation and not just an audio presentation that that uh, goes along the lines of the story, but but have Scrooge introduce it and and kind of hear what happened after the Christmas Carol, and I call it a Christmas Caroled. And so, what the idea here is to to play part one for you. We'll play um, four parts for you, and then the week before Christmas, we'll release it as a complete download uh, that you can play for your family and your friends. And uh, I just have spent quite a bit of time asking my friends from all around the world to help um, do lines for it. So you're going to hear some familiar voices and some not very familiar voices, and it's going to be a great time, and I hope you really enjoy uh, what you're about to hear. Um, This is called The Scrooge Diaries, Part 1, right here, November 29th, 2009, right here on Take Him With You. I'll be back at the end to play a Christmas song and wrap things up.
Ah, oh, yes. I miss a hot cup of tea whenever I want one. <laughs> and a warm, crackling fire. It is rather cold today in my cell. My hands rather ache from the weather. Especially because I've been writing for so long today. Oh, pardon me. My name is Ebenezer. Ebenezer Scrooge, pleased to meet you. Sorry for the working conditions, but I'm, I'm fulfilling my obligation to the authorities over a very terrible decision of my own choosing. With so much time on my hands, I spend my days reading words of life and writing about my changed condition. I've been writing my diary, you know, and as I do, I, I learn so much of where I've come from. As you can imagine, my life has been quite interrupted as of late. Oh, it's a long story. <laughs> One which I've been writing about as of late. Most likely, I would have never even been talking to you if I hadn't gone through this metamorphosis. That's what I would call it. It's of a great proportion. You see, many years ago, I would tell you that I was more than an old grumpy man. I was impossible. My love for wealth, money, and power overshadowed my humanity. In fact, upon reflection, I would consider myself to have been possessed. And isn't it just like that? When things are out of our control, more than not, we try to seize power. This, of course, is so that we can feel safe. But ultimately, when we try to control things, we often hurt not only ourselves, but others as well. It all started on a Christmas Eve many, many years ago. I had just kicked a poor woman and her children out into the streets because she failed to pay me her rent. I know, I know. I was cold and heartless at the time. It was supposed to be a time of hope where faith in God reigned in the hearts of people. But for me, all I saw back then was another opportunity to make someone miserable while I capitalized on their misfortune. They say sometimes that when things are bad, it's the human spirit that prevails. Good and evil coexist and manifest themselves in the people around us. At this time in history, it's hard, cold and not much hope exists. But in the hearts of some people lives a faith that can warm a heart and change a life. Oh, it's not the material wealth that speaks as loud as it is the actions of people. You are about to enter a story that has eternal implications. If you listen with an open heart, perhaps your Christmas will take on a new meaning. Join me on a journey of a change to life, won't you? Join me for a Christmas carol. Come on, Tony Tim, we must get home. But I can't keep up, Sarah. Help me. Ouch. Serves you right, you little cripple. Wanna play ball? Sure I do. Here you go. Oh, you threw it over my head. <laughs> Quit laughing at me. Don't pay them any mind, Tim. God is going to help you. You'll be up and playing in no time. There are many people playing for you. Bah, humbug. Get out of my way. Take those things to my office now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come back here. Come back here. I can pay you next month. Please, for heaven's sakes, Mr. Scrooge. It's Christmas Eve. Get out of my way, you little scoundrels. You should all be at work. Please, Mr. Scrooge, I beg you for my furniture and my house back. <laughs> Leave me alone. If you would have paid me what you owe me, you'd still own your things. But you have failed to pay me in full. They are mine. And this is final. You, madam, are evicted. But Mr. Scrooge, where will we sleep tonight? It's Christmas Eve, for heaven's sake. And your point is? Bah, humbug. Christmas. It's just another day like any other. Now, get out of my way, or I'll report you to the authorities. Come on, it's Christmas. Let's help her pay her rent. Can you help? Can you? Can you? Mr. Scrooge, is this enough for the woman's rent? Are you serious? Of course it's not. Bah, humbug. I pity you, Mr. Scrooge. You are all alone. At least I have my family at Christmas. God bless you, Mr. Scrooge. God bless you. Rubbish. All rubbish. Don't think for one moment that I will change my mind because you are supposedly kind to me. Bah, humbug. Now, you leave me alone and take your Christmas garbage with you. Mommy, I feel sorry for Mr. Scrooge, too. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge! Upon the street, I wouldn't flip it in the air. I'd share it with me friend and buy a piece of bread, and we both have a meal quite fair. If I found a shilling, what would I do? I'd run to the candy store. I'd fill a paper bag with all that it would hold, and I'd give it to the hungry and poor. Cause God is good and our tummies are full And the world keeps turning round If our coat is warm and our friends are near And our feet are on solid ground Our lot in life is just what it is There's no one here to blame Money's not the only thing in life Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same it may be cold, but our hearts are warm A smile we can give one another Christmas is a time when we lay down our problems And we love our sister and brother It's not the number in our bank account That dictates how we feel It's not survival of the fittest here It's sharing our own meal Cause God is good and our tummies are full And the world keeps turning round If our coat is warm and our friends are near Then our feet are all solid ground Our lot in life is just what it is There's no one here to blame Money's not the only thing in life Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same well, it's all for one and one for all, like musketeers we are. Daring for adventure in a thing called life with God, we'll all go far. So chin up and shoulders eye. It's Christmas with our pockets empty. We can share love and we can share hope of that there's always plenty. Cause God is good and our tummies are full And the world keeps turning round If our coats are warm and our friends are near Then our feet are on solid ground A lot in life is just what it is There is no one here to blame 
money's not the only thing in life. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same. Cause God is good and our tummies are full and the world keeps turning round. If our coat is warm and our friends are near, then our feet are all solid ground. Our lot in life is just what it is, there's no one here to blame. Money's not the only thing in life, Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, just the same. Stop that! Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. <sighs> Don't feel sorry for me. Uh, I must get to work. Bah! Good day, sir. Leave me alone. Bah! Day, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bah, humbug. Christmas time is a bunch of nonsense. People giving away all their money. Why, if they only scrimped and saved like me, they'd be wealthy beyond their greatest dreams. And money is everything, you know. <laughs> I love money. I use it, I sleep with it, I eat with it. Why even bathe with it? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to count it. Now, let me see. One shilling? Two shillings? Three shillings? Oh, you should have seen her, Bob, begging for her possessions back. <laughs> what a pathetic sight. Please, Mr. Scrooge, give me back my furniture. Bah! Master Scrooge, Master Scrooge! What is it, Cratchit? Can't you see I'm busy? Well, so what will she do? What will who do? The woman you evicted. What will she do on such short notice? Her husband is dead and she can't... That's none of my business, Cratchit. And none of yours either. It's her own fault that she's poor. Let her suffer the consequences. If you're so concerned, why don't you give her a place to stay? <laughs> well, I would if I could, sir, but there's just enough room for my family. And it's so cold this time of year. Oh, leave me alone, Cratchit, and get back to work. Yes, sir, but... Sir, is it okay if I take the day off? Around 3pm. It is Christmas Eve. Nonsense, Cratchit. I pay you to work, not to enjoy frivolous holidays like Christmas. The answer is no. Get back to work. But, sir, surely Christmas holds some meaning to you? Some of us, unlike others, Cratchit, don't believe in this religious nonsense. Jesus this, Father that. The only God in this world is money, and I celebrate that holiday all year round. <laughs> now, get back to work, or you'll be finding yourself another job. Yes, sir. But might at least have Christmas off. I suppose you want to spend it with your family. Why, yes, sir. You'll never make it in this world if you stop for small inconveniences like family and religion. The day off? 
Who will open the firm? Who will light the candles and stoke the fire? I guess it will be me. Most don't work on Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Don't lecture me on what holidays people celebrate. How much time have you taken off already this year? None, sir. What about that other religious holiday, Easter? Well, sir, Easter is on a Sunday, a day which I already have off. Perhaps I should remedy that by opening on Sundays. I've never understood why people take it off to begin with. Well, how many sick days have you taken? Uh, one, sir. I had to take my son, Tony Tim, to the doctor's. See, you already had a day off. Yes, sir, but I made up my time on Saturday. Excuses. The day off for Christmas. Bah, humbug. (sighs) Much to my better judgment. Very well, but I expect you to make up the difference by working late the next day. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Now get back to work, Cratchit. I'll not have you dawdling around all day. Oh, it's so cold in here. Do you have a problem with the temperature in here, Mr. Cratchit? Well, as a matter of fact, it it is quite chilly. Nonsense. If you'd put some meat on those bones, Cratchit, you wouldn't be so cold come winter time. Well, I I have been meaning to talk to you about that, Mr. Scrooge. What is there to talk about? Are you not satisfied with your working conditions? I do have other applicants that would be happy to take your place. That would be the day. What was that, Mr. Cratchit? Oh, nothing, Mr. Scrooge. I said I can't wait till it's warm in the month of May. I warn you to get back to work or you won't have a job to work at. Mr. Scrooge, it is so cold in here. My hands ache. Nonsense, Cratchit. Why don't you pray for warmth? (laughs) You claim to have some pull with that religion you serve. It's not religion, sir. I am quite far from religious. Really? Hmm. This must be a new development. Did you decide to be a real person in the last few minutes? I am a real person, Mr. Scrooge, but I am not religious. Uh, I'm a Christian. There is no difference. It's simply a crutch for weak people. Christianity is a relationship with God. A religion is man trying to reach God. And by the way, Mr. Scrooge, when you are crippled, you need a crutch. Are you implying that I am crippled? Well, no. I mean... Yes, to some degree, uh, uh, we all are. Let me tell you something, Mr. Cratchit. You keep your uneducated opinions to yourself. I am in no mood to play religious semantics with you. You will not convert me, Mr. Cratchit. Not this time. Not any time. Now get back to work. Yes, sir. Get that, Cratchit. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Scrooge. Uh, No, uh, I'm Bob Cratchit. I'm pleased to meet you, Mr. Cratchit. I'm J.R. Phineas. This is my associate, Mr. Douglas Worthington. We're here to ask Mr. Scrooge if he wishes to donate to the poor this year. We've set up a program to feed the street children and give them hope by telling them the real meaning of Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm afraid, sir, that you've come to the wrong place. Mr. Scrooge is not a believer. He detests even the mention of the word give. Oh, nonetheless, Mr. Cratchit, I must talk to him or do my Lord a disservice. Very well, but you won't like him. Uh, Mr. Scrooge, uh, uh, J.R. Phineas and Douglas Worthington to see you, sir. Yes, what do you want? A loan? A certificate? Mr. Scrooge, at this time of year, when the world celebrates the birth of Christ, some unfortunate people do not get to celebrate the holiday. Sir, we are here to ask you to give money to a project that feeds the street children, both physically and spiritually, and with your money... Money, sir? My money? Did you say money? I pay my taxes, so send the unfortunate to the workhouses that I support. I'm not interested in your heroic mission, gentlemen. 
You are trying to save the world using this holiday by propagating your religion. I work hard for what I have. I haven't got time to give anything. I do have time to show you to the door. Now be gone! I'm sorry you feel that way, Mr. Scrooge. I see that you do not have any interest in Christ. I pray that you would think about him on this Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. This is an outrage! Walking into my office, telling me to think about religion. This is ridiculous. You should find some other type of work, gentlemen. You will never get ahead in this life. What about the next life? Mr. Scrooge, if I may. You may not. Now, good riddance. I just wanted to say a prayer for you. I said good day. Come along, Douglas. This man just doesn't know what Jesus has done for him. Leave me alone and take your Jesus with you. Mr. Cratchit, show these gentlemen to the door. Now! This way, gentlemen. Please. I hope we didn't cause you any grief. Oh, no, sir. It's nice to see other Christians in his life. It really convicts him. Well, I think it does. He has a very hard heart. Why is he like that? Well, he's had a tough life, gentlemen. He's been on his own since his mother died when he was a child. His father drank himself to death. As he would put it, he's a self-made man. Everything he has worked for. Well, till he met Jacob Marley. Jacob took him in and taught him the ways of business. They became partners, but... Well, Mr Marley died mysteriously a few years back. Even the hardest heart can be reached, Mr Cratchit. There is still hope for him. Sir, may I inquire as to where Master Scrooge leaves his satchel? Well, what do you want to know that? I have a Christmas present for Mr. Scrooge. I wouldn't if I were you, but it's over there in the corner. Help me with my coat. Good old Mr. Scrooge and a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas? Bah, humbug. I'll be glad when it's all over. Christmas. Humbug. Cratchit's family. Those fundamental idiots. Personal religion. Humbug. I'll spend Christmas counting my money. <laughs> Merry money. <laughs> Scrooge is a nasty one, isn't he? He's been like that for years and years. Bitterness and hate have almost entirely swallowed him up. It is a sad thing. I actually feel sorry for him. Oh, who am I? Oh, I'm the lamplighter in this town, Felix Cromwell. Pleased to meet you all. Rumour has it that he used to go to church when he was young. Why, he even had a good Sunday school master that explained the Bible to him. He told him the plan of salvation step by step. But then a series of horrible things happened. His mum and dad died, and then one of the only people to believe in him, his grandmother, passed away unexpectedly. This led to rejection and abandonment in his life, 
and he chose to get bitter instead of better. I guess all of us can relate to some of his struggle, but it appears that, at least for now, he isn't doing so well. What J.R. Phineas is going to say to him, along with a host of others this evening, is going to eat a hole right through his tough exterior. I wish I could be a fly on the wall. Well, I have to get going. I've got another three streets to light before it gets too dark to see. Ooh, speak of the devil, here he comes now. His house is right over there. Stupid lamplighter! Get out of my way! Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Uh, home at last. Time to get some peace and quiet from that Christmas nonsense! <laughs> what was that? Show yourself! Uh, am I going senile? Sworn, I saw a face. Oh well. I am tired. I must change into my nightshirt and drink a cup of tea. There you go, part one of the Scrooge Diaries and the Christmas Carol. I wanted to thank um, all those that were actors, uh, voice actors in the play. Uh, Mike Featherstone plays Felix the Lamplighter. Ruth Featherstone plays Sarah Cratchit. Kane Horton plays Tiny Tim. My daughter Catherine Moyer plays one of the street kids. So does Andrew, my son. Uh, Amy, my wife, um, Amy Moyer plays the evicted woman. Simon Meddings plays Bob Cratchit. Uh, Daniel Vieira plays Douglas Worthington. Tim Morris plays the one one little line there at the end by Marley. You'll hear him next week. Um, I play J.R. Phineas and Ebenezer Scrooge. And the song Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge, the same. I wrote that. Sang that along with um, my daughter, Catherine. And then, of course, there were several of us singing the background chorus part many times over to make it sound like there was a whole bunch of people. So thank you to all those who um, helped uh, with their voice talents. That was very appreciated of you. Of course, uh, we're going to make the entire audio drama available um, about the, I think it's like four or five days before Christmas, so that you can download the entire thing and share it with all your friends um, a lot of fun, and I, I hope you're enjoying the um, the play. I, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go ahead and um, play a cool Christmas song that a friend and I did together. My friend Rob from Orlando uh, did uh, the music for this, and then I did all the vocals on it, and I thought it would be fun to share a Christmas song. Now that it, we're after Thanksgiving, we can share Christmas songs now. And have a great time. Would you please go and visit our website? We would love that. It's at takehimwithyou.com. That's takehimwithyou.com. And, of course, you can always visit some of the other websites that we have, um, like our my Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Follow me on Twitter, Moyer777. Uh, gosh, what other social networks am I on? I'm all on all sorts of stuff. You can look it up at the Take Him With You site. But I'd like to leave you with this great Christmas song. This is one of my favorite songs, and I, I just I had so much fun recording this. And uh, hopefully, it'll make your toes tap and and be thinking about Christmas and and maybe being a little more joyful and not as grumpy. How's that sound? So here you go. This is the Christmas song, um, and I hope you enjoy it. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that sand on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And 
And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from 1 to 92 Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. to do that song and had a great time. Boy, Rob is so talented at the at the uh, keyboards. And I had fun doing all the arrangements on the vocals. It's it's always great to sing Christmas music. Lots of fun, lots of fun. So, hey, thanks so much for joining me for taking him with you this week. Of course, next week we're going to do part two of the Scrooge Diaries. It should be very, very great. I think you're going to enjoy the Marley scene and... The first angel shows up, and it's it's quite exciting. So you're not going to want to miss one bit of that. And, of course, as always, if uh, you would pray for us, that would be awesome. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I just thank you for every person listening, and I pray, God, that you would help us not to be as grumpy this season. God, help us to, to love people around us and to get down to the root of why we're angry or frustrated, Lord, and deal with those things so that we're a little more easygoing this season. God, we want to celebrate what it's really all about, and it's all about you. So thank you uh, for helping us and for adjusting our attitude and just being so awesome. We appreciate you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks so much for joining me. Next week, part two of the Scrooge Diaries. Hope to see you then. Other than that, don't ever forget to take him with you. Visit our website, takehimwithyou.com. Take him with you. The podcast is brought to you by Moyer Multimedia LLC Productions. All rights reserved. Copyright 2009. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. 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 Bah, humbug. <laughs> I mean, humbug. Bah, bah, humbug. What's a humbug? I'm not exactly sure. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. 
sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. I'm a television junkie. And the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, this is... No, I was going to say this is Angela. <laughs> that wouldn't that work. That would be appropriate. No, because I'm not Angela. <laughs> and I'm not Jen. <laughs> and you're not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. No, you-, you would in fact be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Oh, let's do that. Okay. 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 Go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you do it first. Hi, this is Jen. No, no. Have to say hello. This is not Jen. No, this is not Angela. And I say this is not Jen. Okay. And then you say you are not listening to the Anomaly podcast. Okay. But when you're done listening to, yeah, fill in the blank. That works. It's like magic. It we is magic. It's funny. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. So then, I, should I go first then, since I'm not Jen? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, I'm not Jen. And I'm not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. You would, in fact, be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Rick! (laughs) When you're done, please come listen to the Anomaly Podcast at (laughs) anomalypodcast.com. It was like the best accidental promo ever! I know, it's what we're good at. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumours as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A P P Y T I 
M-E-S. So come and share the happy times with me. Thank you. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13 track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer stargazer a collection of songs to watch the stars with get your copy today